This is the Adoption Law Firm Podcast. Visit us online at www.theadoptionfirm.com. Welcome back to the Adoption Law Firm Podcast. And today we are going to be talking to Bethany Garth, who is the Executive Director of the First Choice Women's Medical Center in Montgomery, Alabama, where we are located. So welcome to the podcast, Bethany. We are glad to have you. Thank you so much for having me. I'm happy to be here. Absolutely. So today we are going to talk about pregnancy centers. And I think that there are a lot of people that probably have some misconceptions or they don't understand exactly what pregnancy centers do. So why don't you tell us what you guys do at First Choice and like maybe a daily like walkthrough of when a client comes in? Yeah. So we are a pregnancy resource center and we offer free and confidential services of pregnancy testing, ultrasound confirmations, education, options education, support, a nurse consultation when a client comes in. We also offer parenting, education, material support through baby items that clients can earn. And so what that kind of looks like day to day, you know, I, I always tell people when clients come in, we don't just run a pregnancy test and say, oh, congrats, you're, <laughs> you're going to be a mom now. You know, we first, before we ever get the results of the test, we sit down with the client and just have a conversation. And part of the goal of that conversation is just to listen and to hear where they are and what's going on in their life. And, you know, what what is their situation? What are their circumstances? Because there's a lot of factors that go into any woman's decision about her pregnancy. And we want to hear her story before we, you know, plow forward with, information or education. We just want to listen to her, hear her heart, hear where she is. And, you know, a lot of times that leads off with, okay, so you're here for a pregnancy test. If your test is positive today, how are you going to feel? Is that good news? Is that bad news? Are you scared? Are you excited? Or, you know, and, and we have clients that come in on all different ends of that spectrum. So after that kind of initial conversation where the client advocate just gets to know the client, maybe kind of can assess what her considerations are, what she's thinking about doing about that pregnancy, then the client advocate can go out and speak with one of our nurses who has now run the test. Mm -hmm. And that nurse will prepare education and information based on the client's situation. So if we have a client who comes in who is maybe lower income, she's looking for a proof of pregnancy so she can go on to get some other resources, you know, we're going to give her some education, some support, and some information about prenatal care and prenatal vitamins and health care and, and those kinds of things. But if that client comes in and says, I would like to get an abortion, then that conversation is going to look very different. We're going to target our, our nursing consultation around giving her education mm-hmm. and making sure she understands what the risks would be to her and what procedures what kind of impact those would have on her and her future and both her physical and emotional risk that she's taking. And then, you know, if, if a woman is undecided, that gives us a little bit more of an opportunity to just say, Hey, can we share with you about your different options and, and providing education from there? So we talk a lot about permission based care. We always want to let the client lead, like where she is. Sure. Then we kind of ask permission moving forward from that. And then, like I said, after that initial pregnancy test, if the client is, pregnant, then we can then offer her a free ultrasound. And, you know, we just talk a lot in the pregnancy care community about ultrasound and how important that is really Mm. just as another piece of that education that we offer. You know, we're not trying to manipulate anybody or, or guilt anyone into any kind of decision, but statistically speaking, if a woman has the opportunity to see her baby Mm -hmm. in a life affirming environment, right. 
on an ultrasound and the nurse who's providing that ultrasound affirms the life and says, oh, look, here's your baby. Here's the heartbeat. That bonding moment just incredibly increases the odds that that woman will choose life for her baby. And at our center last year, we saw 153 women who came in who were planning an abortion or who were very vulnerable to abortion who left and said, I'm going to choose life for my baby. So we had 153 babies saved just in 2020. Just from seeing an ultrasound or just also from the education and the, and the, just the compassionate support. It's so important to offer compassion as a part of this support. I love that. So um, now you talked about nurses and you talked about ultrasound and you talked about in your, in your name, your medical center. So, and I know not all pregnancy centers are medical centers. So what does that mean? Like, what's the difference between that? What do you guys do that others don't? We're able to have a nurse who provides the medical education, which I think is really important for the client because mm-hmm. she can perceive that as more neutral, right? you know, and just to go back to what you said, even just like, we want to leave the decision to her. We want to listen to her and educate and support her, but we truly believe that when given all the education and support sure. that that woman is just very likely to realize you know, the reality of what abortion really is and what it really does. Mm -hmm. And so we, we think, you know, it's not just about us trying to be neutral. It's really believing that with the right information, most women will choose life for their babies. But, you know, like you said, we, we do have, um, nurses. So, and we do offer the ultrasound. We were for a while, we were offering an an initial prenatal care visit. We've got that program on pause right now. But the medical environment for us, like you said, not all pregnancy centers are medical. um, And it tends to just be an issue of scale. A lot of times in smaller communities, it's not really necessary to have a medical clinic. You know, maybe they can just get that initial touch point, that consultation, the the emotional support. Mm -hmm. Um, But for us, being in a, a bigger more of an urban area, we feel like we're able to attract more clients because of we oh we're offering a legitimate medical service. Right. And um, the other part of that is here in Montgomery, you know, we consider ourselves to be in competition with the abortion clinic. Mm-hmm. Um, they're a medical clinic. And so right. we're trying to attract the same people as they are. We're just hoping that they'll come to us first and be empowered to choose life. So for us, it's very important to maintain a medical identity because the abortion clinic is medical. And right. so we're trying to capture the same uh, patients or clients that right. they are. So these are real like registered nurses and That's all that right. kind of stuff. Yes. We're not just... Which, you know, the, the other implication of that is, you know, it's significantly more expensive to right. have nurses on staff who are always there to have an ultrasound machine to keep the certifications mm-hmm. current, the, the independent physiological laboratory, all of our licensing, um, both for our staff and for our center. We have the oversight of an OBGYN, Dr. Valerie Waddell, in our community who oversees all of our medical services. So it, you know, it creates a lot more steps that we have to jump through or hoops that we sure. have to jump through. But, um, you know, it also provides, I think, a level of legitimacy yes. because we are in a big city. You know, I, I think that every pregnancy center, whether small or large, whether medical or non-medical, is meeting a felt need. Absolutely. Um, but you just really have to be in touch with what the needs in your community are. Right. I would agree with that. And I love that. Um, and so I would imagine since all of your services are free and you're a nonprofit, all pregnancy centers are nonprofits. And so even though you're a medical center, you're still 
a nonprofit. So um, if people wanted to get in touch with you to support you or anything like that, can you tell us how to do that? Yeah, our website, we, we actually have two websites. If you Google First Choice in Montgomery, you'll actually find our client website. I have some people who get a little concerned about that. Sometimes they'll come back and they'll say, oh, I'm, I'm maybe I went to the wrong place. I'm like, no, no, no. Just understand, you know, our client website is built for our clients. So it has a lot of abortion information, a lot of education. It says clearly on there that we don't provide or refer for abortions, but we want to be a resource Absolutely. about a, abortion yes. for our community so that women come to us first. Uh, but if a supporter was interested in getting connected, volunteering, donating to our ministry, the website to go to would be supportfirstchoice.org. And that's spell out first. So support, F-I-R-S-T, choice.org. Awesome. Okay. Well, I just wanted to make sure our listeners knew that in case they wanted to support you guys because we have some some people that I'm sure would be on board with that. Um, I also want to talk about something that is very important to us here at the Adoption Law Firm is... Um, is birth parent support and birth moms and treating them with respect. There are a lot of times that um, we believe that birth parents are treated with some organizations as producers where we have a family that wants a baby. And so let's just try and figure out how to get her a baby. And so we're going to treat a birth mom like a producer and, you know, Oh, we, you know, here we'll take care of you. And, um, and then hopefully you'll get pregnant again so we can have another baby. And, we don't believe that that is a biblical um, view of how we sh- how we should treat birth birth moms and birth parents, and so um, so we have a, a kind of a mandate somewhat um, here at our organization is that we treat our birth parents with respect, and our families um, we we want them to be on board with that as well, where they want them to be you know ultimately a part of that baby's life, sending pictures and you know, and, and let them get updates and things like that and treat them with respect because we are all made in the image of Christ. And so, um, so that's a very important thing to us. Um, tell us how, um, not just birth moms, but I'm sure you guys do stuff maybe, maybe for the dads as well. I don't know. Um, cause a lot of pregnancy centers do, but, um, just how you guys, um, just try and nurture that relationship and trying to keep that as an ongoing thing so that you can truly, even if they choose to, go through an adoption plan, maybe, or something like that, um, how you can help um, continue that relationship with those birth moms and treat them with respect. Yeah, absolutely. And that's that's great. I think it's so important to have that emphasis on nurturing our clients, our moms, or dads, no matter what their decision is. Right. Um, a lot of times in the pro-life movement, we can all get really hung up on the baby. Right. And it is. It's a life that's at stake. But I think in that process, it can be easy to overlook the life that's at stake, who's actually walking through our front door, which is the mom. Right. So we just always say, you know, we try to be not just pro-life, but pro-abundant life. And that means being pro-mom, pro-dad, pro-baby, pro-family. You know, so we just look at the whole equation. And I think it really goes back to just, um, you know, I, I shared a little bit about that initial consultation, but... A lot of respect and and making sure respect is a part of our culture goes into listening, mm-hmm. um, listening to our clients, hearing their stories. You know, I've had a lot of supporters over the years say, oh, you know, you have a client who who's pregnant. She didn't want to be pregnant. Well, let's just, just give that baby up for adoption. I think if you really listen to any woman's story or any man, you can understand a little bit more about how really 
difficult it can be to make that decision. And it is a very noble and very selfless decision. And so, and obviously you guys know that you're in the trenches with it. Um, But just, I think a lot of it goes just to listening to their stories and and to be able to respect where they are. And, you know, maybe they did make some bad decisions that landed them in a particular situation. But, you know, if we can really listen to their heart mm-hmm. and listen to their story, I think that helps us respect them, mm-hmm. um, whatever their choice is. And, you know, we want to promote all options. You know, we try to take a neutral stance for between adoption and parenting because either one is a choice for life. Right. Um, and so that goes back to the respect as well. Like just even if we can look at the person and think, oh, it's going to be very, very challenging for her to take on the role of a mother in her particular life stage. If that's her choice, we're going to respect that mm-hmm. while also wanting to provide her the education sure. and options that she could make the best choice for her. So again, I, I just think a lot of it goes back to listening. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, another thing just that crosses my mind as we think about being respectful towards birth parents and to our clients and and really just the whole process, a lot of it goes back to our language mm. and how we who sometimes feel like we're on the outside of these situations may talk about the the people who are really in the trenches with it. And one thing that comes to mind, and I had somebody call me out on this and I thought, oh, that is such a good shift. But the way we say things really matters. And I once shifted from, I used to talk about our clients as these women. Well, these women need help. These women need support. These women mm-hmm. need more education. And someone's like, hey, have you really listened to what you're saying? And I'm like, Oh yeah, these women. It's like I'm some kind of different class of mm-hmm. women than they are, you know? And so he was like, we try to say our moms and our dads oh, and our yeah. clients because they're ours they and are. they're, they're no different than us. They're just in a different situation. And so I've really shifted, but I think I've had a lot of even, you know, people who will talk to me about pro-life is, well, these women just need to give their babies up for adoption. I'm like, let's, let's yeah. pull back a little bit and talk about how we're talking about mm-hmm. our fellow image bearers. Yeah. And, you know, a lot of these language shifts might just seem like semantics, but they really matter. I know, you know, we've talked about why do we call it a crisis pregnancy center? <laughs> no, let's not, let's not tell them they're in a crisis. Um, yeah. you know, we've really kind of moved away from that terminology. It's a pregnancy resource center or a pregnancy yes. care center. Instead of saying these women, we're talking about our moms, our dads, our clients, you know, and there's just little things like that, but just thinking about the way we talk about it mm. really makes a difference. I think as we engage the culture on these topics. I love that. I love that. And I think that that's something that everybody needs to hear. And we do need to pay attention to those little nuances that we may think are small, but could come across to somebody else as judgmental and um, and and very critical. And so um, I love that. And I think that that's a great place for us to end today. And um, I just, I love the, I love a pregnancy resource center because they are truly resources for, and that's in my background. And um but it's truly a resource for education. It's a resource for, there's medical resources there. There's resources there for support for truly times that a mom walks in and does not know where their next meal is coming from. So how am I going to afford diapers? Because diapers are expensive. How am I going to afford formula? Things like that. And and these are things that a pregnancy resource center can offer to these ladies so that they don't feel like they're alone and they feel like they can come in a safe place 
and speak freely and without judgment and, and explain where they are. And somebody can literally sit there and, and, and cry with them or pray with them or, or help them through that and, and give them some hope. And so, um, I just, I appreciate what you guys do. And uh, I'm glad that we were able to have you on the podcast and just kind of, um, highlight that. So uh, again, if you want more information, you can go to supportfirstchoice.org, correct? Mm-hmm. Um, or you can just Google first choice and you can see all the resources there. If you want to recommend them to a mom that you may know, And we appreciate you guys listening. We ask that you would subscribe and share this with your friends and let people know about the Adoption Law Firm podcast. And we will see you next time. Thank you so much. Thank you for listening to the Adoption Law Firm podcast. For more information on the topics discussed or to get in touch with us, go to www.theadoptionfirm.com.